0: Welcome to Carve Your Own Fucking Path, a podcast featuring candid interviews with unconventional entrepreneurs who are boldly building a business and a life on their own terms. I'm Willow, your host, media coach at B Productions. As a media coach, I meet you and your team where you are to improve your on-camera presence and storytelling. Together, we create engaging videos you'll be proud to share far and wide. All of the guests on this show have a really big mission and inspiring story to tell. You'll hear messy truths and unconventional paths of entrepreneurs who are showing up and being seen and we dive deep into that experience. I'm excited for you to meet my next guest. Okay, let's get to it. My next amazing guest is Christian Byrne. Christian is a professional transformation coach and hypnotherapist. But less formally, Christian really loves to help purpose-driven professionals and changemakers unlock the transformative power of inner calm, and so they can access their highest levels of resilience, self-confidence, and self-esteem. We dive deep into his journey and the turning point, which was a cancer diagnosis that really put him on this path towards becoming a healer and a coach. Christian has so many beautiful insights and stories and takeaways for you and just speaking with him I felt very calm and at peace so I hope you really enjoy this episode thanks for listening welcome Christian thanks for being on the podcast my pleasure fucking path (laughs) and (laughs) we're just gonna dive I'm glad you like it thank you if it doesn't resonate with you then it's like then you know it's not the right podcast
1: yeah well, you know, yeah. I think that as a title, I think that that's pretty much a, a, a T-shirt line for oh, let me just I've just turned that off. Sorry. Um, a T-shirt line for so many people nowadays, because now's the time. If you're going to carve your own path, there's never been a better mm-hmm. time, I think, in, in history than to do it right now.
0: Definitely. We're going to talk a lot about that because that's essentially what you help people do is carve their own path. So if you would just do a quick intro. We will dive into your back okay cool
1: well I'll, I'll start um i'll start where i am now shall i because i think as we go into yes. the backstory you'll see i've, I've had quite a um, an eclectic existence and a career in, <laughs> in, in across both professionally and personally right now um i i divide my time between um coaching um and doing some consulting work as well. The coaching work is is pretty much 80% of my time. And that's really focused on, I love working with people that want to make a difference. Um, they're mission ready. Um, they've, they've, they've heard the calling, they've pivoted out of jobs, or they've made a leap into their own business. Um, and they're pursuing, you know, and when and during during that period of time is usually when they're confronted with their stuff. Because they're exposed. Yeah, they, they've have put they they they've, they've built, they've put their flag in the ground and said, this is what I'm doing. And that naturally comes with um, a lot of releases it's not going kind to of create tension between the ambition and what you want to achieve, and then that those things, those inner kind of forces of things like self-doubt. Am I good enough? I'm going to get judged. I'm going to fail. So really, I help them pursue emotional freedom because really that's at the root of pretty much everything that we're pursuing and excellence. Mm-hmm. And I do that through my commitment to inner calm, which you mentioned earlier. Um, mm-hmm. And that's linked to a bigger sort of meta idea and platform that hasn't really been released. I need to coach myself through this. So I've just realized that it hasn't really been released to the public yet called Agents of Calm. Which is, um, which is a um, an idea that I have been toiling with now for about for about 12 years, but it's it's very close to becoming a, an actual platform that will go in um, to work with organizations and corporates, um, mostly um, creation-based organizations. I didn't say I don't want to say creative, because that takes us to agencies, creator-based organizations. That will do exactly what I do with individual clients, but I'll have a collective of specialists that represent the seven principles of the agents of calm um, practice, if you want. The other side of my work is um, having spent 15, 18 years in the advertising industry um, as a um, new business and strategic lead. I do a lot of consulting on that basis, usually around helping startups and early stage companies get real deep clarity on what they're doing and open up their perspective about the possibility of their product or service.
0: Okay, so you're pretty busy, sounds like.
1: I could be busier, but that's my choice. You know, (laughs) I like I I like to keep it. I keep, you know, balance is very, very important to me. Um, I know Mm -hmm. I'm extremely self-aware and I've had to be. And again, we'll come through why that's the case. That's not saying I'm, I'm great, it just means it's a necessity. So um, mm-hmm, right. I, I'm careful to um, um, build, build my work schedule around what I need as an individual rather than building my individual schedule w- around what my work demands. Um, and I'm lucky enough to, to have a fees and a client base and everything else that just kind of works that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you designed it.
1: Mm, exactly, yeah, exactly
0: and you didn 't mention hypnotherapy, but you also do
1: yeah so therapy. i'm so i'm a 'm a hypnotherapist and rapid transformational therapist um, and that is folded into my work um, and that really is when when my when my clients come up against some issues that they can 't shift to this some deep inner blocks usually around self esteem um, then we hmm. can do some hypnotherapy to kind of shift them very quickly rather than kind of taking you know i've been doing the, the long way around which is which is sometimes quite difficult for people we want to go deep really get to the root cause and shift it um, and i just i just i'm such a huge believer in the power of hypnotherapy it's something that i've had a lot of um mm-hmm. and we all we've probably all had our own various modalities of, of therapy and support in one way or another and hypnotherapy for me is the thing that really worked to such an extent that i i became a real advocate for it so trained in it and yeah, it's part of it's part of my work, and just honestly, it's one just one of the the tools that my clients have access to as and when they need it.
0: Right. Curious if you trained with Marissa Pierce. I did. With the yes. Oh, you did. Okay. Did. She's the one that developed that style, the rapid.
1: Yeah, yeah, she did. I trained with her in London in two thousand seventeen, and was actually one of the people that had a a live recorded session, which is on her training platform, which I. Sort of kind of regret doing now, if I'm honest with you, because it's quite a vulnerable thing to do. Um it is. Uh, yeah. but it was it was great. Yeah. So I know I trained with her personally. Yeah. It was, it was a fantastic okay. experience.
0: Mm, that's so great to hear. I see her all the time and love her mm. content, but you never know what it's like to really work with someone. Yeah. So that's good.
1: Yeah, nice. I know you you're right. And I, you know, Marissa is one of these people that you look at and she's phenomenally successful. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yet if you want to look at the subject is consistency you kind of think like maybe she can take a foot off the gas she's got enough momentum now and an audience and to and some traction and a team to drive this forward but yet she, you know day in day out she's constantly um showing up with with you know deeper messages new messages new stuff. so i think i think she's fantastic you know
0: mm-hmm. definitely yeah. i have a, a bit of training in hypnotherapy as well so Brilliant. it was a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and I, never had done much of it but that was one of the techniques that i really enjoyed learning because mm. it, it can do such deep work and mm. in a short amount of time so and yeah. i think whenever i mention you know certain certain tools that's the one that always sticks out it might mm. be because it's the most familiar for people and a lot of people mm. have misconceptions yeah. about it
1: yeah and, i mean so for me R T. the reason that i pursued rtt um because I, d- I took a long time to, 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 to make the decision, is because of the combination of therapies involved and how permanent and how fast the transformation is. That's not in any way devaluing traditional hypnotherapy. It's, it's a phenomenal um, technique, but there was something about RTT that just um, worked for me and what I wanted to achieve for people, um, particularly within a coaching relationship. You don't really want to spend, I typically work with people for three months and you don't want to spend three months trying to shift one thing you want to be able mm-hmm. to work yeah. on the whole transformation all of the goals so if that one thing is in the way then we can move it quickly and permanently mm-hmm. um so it, it's right. a kind of yeah it, it kind of just worked for me
0: okay that's great so the path that you were on before all of this mm-hmm. and even just as far we we you can start wherever you you'd like of course yeah also curious about the the transition i'm guessing with covid like has that been mm-hmm. a bit of a a new direction for you and possibly going remote, if that's been a new experience?
1: No, no, not really. Um, so how far do I go back? Um, so the, ma- the major turning point in my life, Willow, was um, in 2013. And I-, and I share this quite openly because I think it's important um, for people to understand where I'm coming from and why calm is so important to me. Um, and and why and it cuz it's a lived experience it's empirical for me it's not something i plucked out of the air that sounds cool and you know nice you know convenient clever collection of words mm-hmm. um so i was at the um 2001 to 2013 i was living in dubai i moved there from london and for the last couple of years um i'd finally got to a place where i you know i felt i was in a really good place i got married My wife had my first child in two thousand thirteen. Completely out of nowhere, I got a very um, pernicious form of bone marrow cancer called multiple myeloma. And without going into the details of what happened, it pretty much it was like a control alt delete on a computer, and just just took us took me and everything that I built and everything I had down to zero within the space of a few months. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, literally in October of 2019, we, we were living what most people would consider a, a, just a phenomenal lifestyle out there. I had my own business. Um, for, so by February of the following year, I was living in my mum's house, had absolutely nothing, and was about to embark on two years of, of a really miserable and quite intense um, recovery. Um, and it was during that period um that i became very aware um not intentionally um i think it was a a bit of a gift i think it was one of those experiences where life just said you know this is what you need to be doing and unfortunately you have to go through this to realize that um which is a bit of a kind of a, a spiritual take on the whole thing um and it was it was calm, and I, I suddenly I remember being in hospital one one day after it first happened, after the initial chaos and the mayhem and the emotion had died down a little bit, and I found my center and I got grounded because I was doing a lot of personal development work up then up until then I was in a lot you know meditation okay. I was a Reiki master, so I had a lot of my own training to be able to cope. I became okay. I suddenly became aware of this this just wonderful sense of, of inner calm, and it was so unfamiliar that a lot of things then fell into place and realized how much my life had been lacking calm. And the opposite of that is obviously in stress, in a fear, in a turbulence that I think a lot of people live with and just learn to tolerate as it builds up over the years um, until either they they, they resolve it consciously because they realize they're approaching burnout or their body just gives up. And all their mind gives up and they find themselves in, like I was, in, in, a, in a in a very challenging, difficult situation. And um, so I just became aware, very, very aware of that. And I think my own kind of innate curiosity then allowed me to go through the rest of the experience with the kind of, oh, OK, so this is happening for me and not to me. What can I learn from this? And most importantly, how can I encode it in a way that I can perhaps help other people? Um, and that's really what lent it gave birth to the idea of, of something called Agents of Calm, which is something that I'd heard um, a few years earlier, completely randomly mm. um, on really. YouTube. Okay. Um, and it's wow. an old Hawaiian prophecy. And it, it, there's, uh, the Hawaiians used to believe in. The, they had a prophecy that there'll come a time on the planet where there is so much chaos and turbulence that many will need to arise as Agents of Calm, which, mm. which when I heard that, it was like, <laughs> well, I don't know where it came from, but it just kind of just, hang on that feels really big and important didn't really do anything with it until a few years later when I went okay now I get it and and really since then I've been just slowly building it and understanding what to do with it and it's been butting up against some of my own personal issues around I'm not good enough to be doing something like this or people will judge it my you know all our stuff that comes up when we have a bigger bigger idea (laughs) Mm -hmm. the more intense the block yeah so yeah. it's the bigger idea the deeper yeah. the breath that's kind of the rule um and that, that's it really so that's so then i went to the treatment then my family moved um to sweden to recover with my wife and daughter we spent a couple of years there didn't really do much was just on a health sabbatical um and then came back to the uk and um got into try to sort of do consulting work um and after a couple of years of that i eventually decided that I need to, my calling is coaching and my calling is therapy, that's what I need to do. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's when I finally made the pivot, I think in 2018 and said, right, I'm I'm going all in on this.
0: Okay, that brings us to
1: today. And coming to your point about COVID, funny story. Mm -hmm. So in, in, mm, I think just before December 2019, my wife and I sort of made the decision that we felt like it was time to move back to Sweden permanently. My daughter was nine, no, she was eight at the time. And we just, we were a little bit, um, just felt a little bit uncomfortable in the UK. Things weren't lining up the way we wanted them to. Um, and so we said, right, let's do it. Uh, let's go next summer. So we had time to roll everything up and do the right thing Then COVID hit. <laughs> and so um, eventually after several flights being canceled, we drove over here at 3 a.m. in the morning on June the third last year, piled everything into a big van Oh my god the removal ma- the removal van went <laughs> the day before i mean actually, got some friends crazy i had some polish friends in in the village where i live just outside london who i think really like the idea of getting out of their ho- house and, <laughs> for a couple of days mm. i said don't worry we'll drive you we just pay the petrol so we, we piled in and drove 27 hours and oh uh here god. we are incredible dog and all,
0: that- dog and all and that i'm just curious if you have is, is your wife swedish or what's the yeah. pull to sweden yeah she is yeah, okay yeah
1: she is yeah yeah okay. so so it was and because yeah. we had been here before we were already in the system so it was an effortless move it wasn't like it was a really big um
0: mm-hmm.
1: sort of expat thing that like dubai was it was just like right. you know once we did the drive Going and, back and home. yeah exactly
0: mm-hmm. and a great decision i'm assuming Um, yeah yeah
1: yeah absolutely um uh yes it is i mean we've kind of landed on our feet on a number of different what a number of different levels i mean i you know the covid thing what it was what it was is what it is um we Mm -hmm. all got covid um just before december of last Mm -hmm. year so we went through that which is pretty tough um Mm -hmm. so yeah you've
0: been through a lot
1: I, I, well it's all relative I always say that <laughs> to people that tra- you know the whole all trauma and trauma and adversity is relative you know one man's
0: it's true you
1: know one man's lost business is another man's opportunity you know it's, it's, it depends on how you frame it and, and where you are and, and, and how you process these things
0: that's true I was thinking well just the the intensity of several years it sounded like that you took off like mm. going back to 2013 you've had this mm diagnosis the experience and then you Mm. took several it sounds like several years to step back were you studying during this time were you thinking far ahead or were you just thinking I mean day by day at that point
1: great question I think it, it, it um I was writing a lot that was my that was my muse at the time. I just just called to just process everything I was going through. I was reading and writing a lot. Funny enough, I bought a camera and started doing photography as well. I just I think creativity was 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 the way that I kind of processed it in various different ways. Um, so yeah, I wrote a lot. I I had various blogs going and just to talk about the journey. Um, okay. uh, yeah, but that that was the main thing. But and thinking, yeah, thinking. A tremendous I had lots of time to think you do when you're kind of particularly when you're in hospital you've got the clock and that's mm. pretty much it you know you right the bedridden time slows uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: time really slows yeah so
0: but like I said How? I think I was I
1: was very yeah. really lucky um to have a a very kind of sort of childish like curiosity about the whole thing I mean it wasn't it was never funny but it was some you know mm-hmm. there were times where I chose to make it quite amusing um not to cope but just because i just saw the the amusing side of what it was the, the juxtaposition to where i was and back, back before it happened and where i was now and that all kind of lined into mm-hmm. the, the sort of the sense of just keeping myself calm and positive um yeah
0: yep did you feel like you had to hold it together as well for everyone around you
1: um I yeah I think um, there was quite a tight correlation between how I was feeling, how everyone else was feeling. So if I was having a down day, I think everyone else would pick up on that. Um, So yeah, I try to keep my 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 spirits up as much as possible. But you know, having done a lot of the the training around how to process and and achieve emotional freedom, essentially, it was never about denying anything. It was about um, just being very quick to process, be present. Um, resolve and and either harness or remove what i was feeling so yeah i uh, yeah i think you're right yeah i did have to keep it together but i had to I, I chose to and it sort of came quite naturally and that's not to say that i'm you know look at me i'm great because it was it was horrific you know can, can that that type of disease is is a just a howling vortex of uncertainty and um and there were some very dark moments but generally the thread was quite positive um okay. yeah just because that's what came naturally to me
0: I was gonna say, it's your personality, it seems Mm. like. Mm. And so now you're, look what you've done with this. You said harrowing, you just said it. was Howling vortex. Howling, (laughs) harrowing vortex, yeah. You took that and you've, you have transformed. Mm. So in that, and and Mm. if you can tell me more about, you know, this transformation that you personally went through Mm. and now the transformation, that you're helping your clients with as a transformation coach
1: so great question i think that the main the main transformation that i went through it's not nece- it's not necessarily that's a really good question actually let me unpack that so the transformation i went through, the realization i had is that i i ended up where i was because of chronic stress you know as you know stress shuts down the immune system and i was in such a, a deep state of chronic stress and urgency the whole time with with sort of keeping up with what i thought i wanted my lens through which I saw the world was um uh was living to have to be to be picked mm-hmm. to be to be chosen status to keep up right rather than yep. living to be which is about empowering and finding your truth and finding your wisdom so I've had very little idea who I really was right I was I was very much mm-hmm. defined by the things that I had and I think Dubai is a place it's quite easy to fall into that trap uh-huh. because oh yeah you know it's it's it, that's the entire environment it was, and a lot of that stuff is linked to a lot of issues from being a child. I went to boarding school at a very young age, which created quite a lot of issues around abandonment and identity fracture and things like that. You know, but we won't we don't need to go into that. But um, so that might so the way so that was the fundamental way that my my lens changed. Is I went from does this support my need to be um, chosen and picked and and recognised in society and culture. Or does this support my need to understand myself at a deeper level and, and, and find my truth, so that was a fundamental element. and I guess I do help my clients do that, because I think one of the ways in which, particularly. Um, if, if someone is really struggling with feeling intimidated by their choices um, kind of trapped in the foxhole being a bit defensive, you know, one of the one of the things that traditionally comes up is they they heard please not people please they heard please there's people pleasing there's heard pleasing so they what i mean by heard pleasing you go on to linkedin or facebook and you've got all these communities all these people doing these things you go right that must be the thing that's the thing that's going to make me feel better that seems to be normal i'm yeah. going to do that and in so being they go further and further away from who they are they lose their core they lose their control um, and that in itself just re- reveals um uh, a, a lot of issues um So that's the main thing. And and, and under that was with other switches from, you know, what constantly want to be, wanting to be influenced to make decisions versus just being inspired by choice. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's a big difference. Like, you know, when when you're trying to keep up, everything is a possible magic pill to that ultimate status. Whereas really, Mm -hmm. when you're in control and you're looking for inspiration, it's more of a controlled choice. It's more of a conscious purpose or decision to go. That really resonates. I'm going to explore that. But I'm not going to treat it with too, you know. There's, I'm going to treat it lightly. So, what, what's the word I was looking for? Um, uh, high commitment, low engage. No, high engagement, low commitment. I think it is. Just don't get, don't deal, don't treat things so seriously, you know, all the time because um, that can look, lead to a lot of stress. And and everything was very serious in my life before. If this doesn't work, that's the end of it. So you hold on really, really tight, and that narrows your perspective, and you can't see opportunities. It's just you kind of become a tunnel visioned. Um, So mostly now, um, the transformation that that I work with clients now is really just releasing their own inner blocks. Um, And it's about empowering the self, empowering the vision, empowering and building an empowered system to deliver that vision. It's all about empowerment, but it starts with the empowered self. If we can get that right, if we can build our core, which is our values and our value and our strengths, and we really connect with our genius, our genius being are the gifts that we, we naturally have and the things we're naturally very good at. We find our calm. Um, and there's seven principles to that, but fundamentally in the calm is all about resilience and it's all about confidence and building. I think, I think it was there's something called the lion's rule which is a Buddhist thing, which is, you know, the lion's rule, which is, which is a, a degree of confidence and happiness. You're completely independent of what's going on around you. So it's really finding that inner sort of lion's draw with yourself, and control is the final one, is to have that control, which means getting rid of the thing, being able to deal with um, turbulence, being able to deal with things when you're triggered, um, and just controlling the things you consume, because ultimately, we can only control one thing, and that's how we respond to life. How we respond to the things that are going on inside of us, and how we can respond to the things that are happening outside of us. That's ultimately it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So that, that's did that's the develop,
0: first. Oh, sorry. sorry, did you did you develop the seven yeah. uh, levels of calm? You did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was reading what you had, you know, on your website, and I thought, yeah. okay, this is incredible. And each one, so I was reading each one, and it just, I was, I think, I was becoming more calm. <laughs> as i was reading each one of them could you could you walk through them uh you can you know just kind of go as fast as you'd like just to give people an idea because it's there these are yeah the seven seven principles i think of life in general
1: yeah i oh, think thank you for taking the time to to read them that's very kind of you so um of course. and i've got to tell you the list the list that exists now, it's very different to the list that existed a year ago and the year before. Oh, but but, but wow. not not very different. But where where it is now? Bar perhaps I'm going to add one, which is around um, nutrition. Um,
0: mm, yeah,
1: which is really important. Um, so the first one is the the most important one is, is presence, and this isn't a linear thing. We do one and then we go one to seven. It it's it's a circular thing. The first one, the principle, is presence,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and, and presence is just it's just so so important and it's just the ability um, to be with yourself and be present with what's happening around you as the awareness of what's happening around you to understand that you are awareness you're not your thoughts um, you're not your emotions and the more that you can build that presence um you know it just it releases so much anxiety and so much of the issues that we create for our own life Um, And there's lots of ways that we get to that. Um, A lot of people mistake presence for mindfulness and they are very similar, but I always say that the mindfulness to presence is what stretching is to running. Yeah, so mindfulness is a way of preparing yourself to build presence as a habit, as a part, just a natural part of who you are. Um so that's the first one um and just the the, the the mental, emotional physiological benefits of of presence and having that kind of calm in your life are just phenomenal and that was one of the first things I learned um whilst lying in in hospital bed for six months was just the more present I am with what's going on around me um, it's just it was the way I it's so much easier to cope and um and allow my curiosity to take over from the fear. And so that's kind of the mm-hmm. first one. And the second one is clarity. is It's just a commitment, a, a daily commitment to clarity about who you are, what matters to you, your values, what's going on around you, the people in your life, and constantly checking in on that, because that changes. We change and we evolve, and our values change and evolve. And I know values sound a bit self helpery 101, but mm-hmm. um, honestly, yeah. you know, once I, I did a... a I did a value check in a few months, uh, about a couple of months ago, I took a bit of a a detox from social media. I found myself not being present and being triggered a little bit. Um, So I pulled back and had a check in and realized that, you know, the priority values, the top five in my life, had changed a little bit and I wasn't honoring them. Mm. Um, And, but also clarity about where you are, what you want, why you want it and not, 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 not being too over analytical, but just having a, just, just, developing an almost an always-on appreciation of your individualism and what you're contributing to yourself in the world. Um, This next one is um, heart-centeredness, which is um, so amazing. And this is something that is quite recent for me. Um, And that is just learning how to make that 18-inch journey as quickly as possible in times of Mm. anxiety and turbulence, like because we've spent so long in our head um you know so much going on and as soon as we're in our head we fall we fall victim to what our mind has evolved over thousands and thousands of years to do which is keep us safe and that shows up as things like this isn't familiar so I'm going to reject it and I'm and I'm going to reject it by anger anxiety fear stress all of those you know modern tools that, that we use um I'm going to remind you that you might not be good enough because that thing happened when you were five. That's my way of protecting you. So anyway, we won't get into the the psychology of it. So, um, And heart centeredness is simply the ability to use presence, to pause when you realize that you've been triggered, and then go down into the heart and actually access the heart's intelligence. Um, Like I said, this is quite new for me. This is about a year ago, and I intend to try and study this a bit deeper because it is I can't tell you how powerful it is when you have a moment because we all talk about listen to your heart. And what does your heart tell you? You know, mm-hmm. oh, I can feel it in my heart. Right. We all use that language every day
0: mm-hmm. without really
1: yep. being conscious of it and really feeling it. Like, What does it mean? Yeah, right. exactly. So imagine when you have a moment where you go, I can really feel, wow, I can hear, you know, because the heart has its own intelligence. It's intimately connected mm-hmm. with all of life. Um, and you know the heart beats before it's the first organ in the body. to The heart beats before the brain is fully developed in the fetus. So go and figure that out. You know,
0: right? Yeah, it's amazing. So the other one is
1: heart sentineness and then building a practice of that. And, and again, it's not. It doesn't mean that we have to go through life walking around with our hands over our hearts, going, "Well, let me listen to the heart." It just. It's a tool, you know. It's a tool. To, to push back on turbulence and bring calm mm-hmm. and the other two are gratitude and uh, gratitude and generosity um, and they're quite closely linked and really those are day to day practices that we should we should use anyway, so I won't. talk about that, but the, you know the, the, the practice of gratitude is so important and there's a science behind it on so many different levels and radical generosity for me I just feel is. Um, is showing up in so much of the world right now, if we talk about linkedin, for example. I know people are sharing content and sharing their stories and investing their time in writing all this stuff. There is a, a commercial agenda. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of course there is. Yeah. But the still, yeah. some of the generosity and the level of generosity that is being shared compared to even two years ago is just extraordinary. I'm 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 genuine every day. I kind of read people just going, you know, you didn't you didn't just type that out five minutes and ago. There you go, there's my post for the day. There's a real sense of craft. And vulnerability and mm. intention behind that. Um, so that's just one example. But I think we need much more generosity in the world. Jenna, what I mean by that is generosity of our gifts, generosity of our time, generosity of things other than money. Really, it's great if you've got mm-hmm. lots of money. You know, money's the easiest thing to give away if you've got it, right?
0: True. All right. Definitely. Like it really is. It's yeah.
1: easy. You know, give me um, you know, if you're if you're well off and you've got a great revenue coming in or whatever, it's easy to give away money. It's a lot harder. To give away time or experience and knowledge sure. and empathy so that's what i mean by that um then there is the um the principle of of energy which is very powerful and that's being conscious that that um each and each and every one of us is an instrument of culture and each of anyone each and every one of us is affecting the whole of life without with our energy and it's being conscious of that like, we've all walked into a room um and without really knowing why just gone something doesn't feel right in here you know or you've you're, you mm-hmm. maybe you 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 you're at a, a dinner party with someone you don't know and you just kind of get the feeling you know what I just don't know why but I'm getting uncomfortable from that person mm-hmm. yeah or this person here is just lighting up my life they're amazing it's energy okay and we can go deeper into the 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 um the science of that but it's been it's taking responsibility for the energies that you choose to from your own life and the life of the people around you, because it rubs off on you, mm-hmm. it really does. And you can, you know, walking yeah. past a stranger, um, you can literally, depending on various factors, you can literally change the entire trajectory of their day, depending on what energy you choose to bring. So it's being responsible mm-hmm. for energy and taking a, deep, taking a bit more of a proactive um, approach to understanding what that means and how you can change your energy and how you can change your emotions yes. how does you know um and the final one is the principle of surrender and that really is is a, I, love, I love working it's, on surrender with it Sounds so good it's just yeah, it's, it's just surrender really. It just yeah. that kind of oh wraps around all of them it's just surrendering
0: uh-huh.
1: um to the fact that you know you you're just you know you're an extraordinary human being Okay, you have you do have gifts no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Surrendering to the fact that no one's going to rescue you, as well. Now that sound might sound a bit harsh, yeah. but if you if you were to let that sink in, you're eighty percent towards for emotional freedom. When you finally accept mm-hmm. that you know what, no one's coming. I've got to do this by myself. Yeah. When the twenty percent that's left is just action. So yeah. and, and and also surrendering to the mysterious nature of the universe, really, and the fact that. We're in very intense times. Um, they're accelerated, and they're accelerated for they're accelerated for a reason. Um, and you know, the, and, the, and it comes back to the point about being an agent of calm and, and bringing and choosing to bring the right energy to the world. You can contribute contribute to what's happening right now in the most positive way possible. Surrendering to your gifts, surrendering to your dreams, your purpose, your mission. You know, it shows up in different ways for different people. Um, and that's just great because it's just fun. You know, the different techniques Mm -hmm. that we use to go through that um, are are quite transformative. Yeah.
0: The surrender piece. So Mm. I'm rereading, letting go the pathway to Mm. surrender. by David Hawkins. Uh, It's just the the most, I feel like I'm going to be rereading it forever, Mm. you know, because it's such a simple concept. Mm. And like you just said, it's just, it's the, it's the best feeling, it's the best, and surrendering to many different things in our life because do you believe that we're programmed the other way around? Isn't it like go out there and make it happen? You know, it's like mm. this, it's more of a push energy. Mm. I feel like in yeah. life in general, it's about achievement and, and getting, going after something rather than surrendering, having goals, dreams, ideas, yeah, yeah. In a direction.
1: Yeah, I, it's a good, it's a, I, think good I, don't, I don't think we're programmed, I think, I think we're programmed a little bit by, by society and culture that way, certainly. Not so much anymore. I think one of the wonderful things, or I don't know if it's as big as a paradigm shift, but one of the, the, the cultural movements that, that you see happening now is people are starting to take control of their own destiny. People are realising that they have personal sovereignty and it's valuable. Um, And I think that's been helped by the pandemic, because ultimately what happened in the pandemic is we were cut off from a lot of the things from which we would typically draw confidence from, withdraw value and worth and love. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of left with ourselves, okay, with our families, but ultimately, okay, it's just me in my house, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, now what? And that in itself, I think for many people, even then they might not use this language, is, was, was sort of a, a forced spiritual awakening, really. Um, there's a lovely guy, a, a wonderful, wonderful guy who, who um, he, I, I don't know him. I've never met him. He's quite famous, but I've decided to call him a mentor <laughs> just because of the amount of time called Michael Mead. He's, he's a mythologist and storyteller. He, talk, he talks about the analogy or the way he what he uses to make sense of what's happening right now is, is the, um, the mythical rite of passage, which is what, which is the structure of most mythical stories, the hero's journey, where there is, um, mm-hmm. there is a period of isolation um, um, mm-hmm. where everything falls apart. Then there is a kind of a betwixt and between moment um which is called liminality where we kind of forget everything we know and then we have to we kind of re have to reevaluate and relearn and there is kind of then a reintegration to community which we're starting to go through now okay um mm-hmm. and if you think about mythology mythology is 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 about things that never happen but always are if you, does that make sense mm. there's stories that never mm-hmm. happen but, but but they always are because if you unpack them and look at them in terms of human experience and the storytelling um, like that, they're always happening around us. And, I, and I, for me, I just think it's just the most wonderful piece. And the reason is sort of looping back to what I said, I kind of feel that we're all starting to emerge now. We all have to make that choice. We have to make that choice. Do, do I go back to, for all intents and purpose, who I was and what I was
0: mm-hmm.
1: before the pandemic, or am I going to um, have allowed what's happened over the last, two years to take me different directory, a different trajectory yeah. trajectory you know mm-hmm. and, and and protect right. my personal sovereignty protect my control you know protect the things yeah. that I've come to learn about myself and cherish in myself um and I just think you know everyone has to make that choice and I guess that's almost a little bit of what I do behind the scenes really in my coaching is try and encourage people to see that you know this is the this is when I said earlier this is the time to do it this is the time to blaze your own trail, um, or what's it? Um, what's it?
0: Carve your own path.
1: Carve your own path. Now's the time oh, to yeah. do it. And and <laughs> the key the key to that title is your, you your, you know because it's your mm, path. Yeah. And you've had the strength and the um, the patience and the self trust to to survive, cope, and survive through, through an unprecedented period of. Human mm-hmm. humanity and human existence, it's opening up again. What are you going to do with everything that you've learned?
0: Right. Has your business curious if it's boomed or it's become much busier during these times?
1: Um, before I got COVID, um, I was I, I had a my practice was amazing. I was waitlisted actually, I couldn't take any more clients, which was which was a goal I set myself for next year. So I was I was. But unfortunately, um, but getting COVID in December mm-hmm. um, really kneecapped me um, because mm-hmm. I, it, because of my, my my health background, not only did it really take me, I didn't go to hospital, but not only did okay. it really take me down for a long bit of time, but it also triggered a relapse. So I had to go back mm-hmm. on treatment. And um, oh, wow. my rule, my simple rule is if I can't be f- there for my clients 110%, then... Mm-hmm. I can't be there for my clients, and so um, since December, the the um, the graph doesn't look too healthy. And um, I'm not too beaten up by it. It is what it is. I have, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. that 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 experience has given me even deeper understanding about myself and ways that I can help people. So I'm now in the process of gently building that up, and I've got um, you know much deeper clarity around who I am, best equipped and uniquely capable of serving, and how I can serve them. Okay. Um, which I love. I didn't think I think I had clarity before, yeah. but that's the funny thing about clarity. When you commit to it, it's not you don't, it's not an end point. You go, right now I'm clear, off I go. It's like it's 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 an evolving strength, mm-hmm. an evolving virtue that you have. And you did you know, things just so yeah. Um okay. it's been a good summer. I feel um very grounded and centered again and looking forward to to getting back up to that level mm-hmm. of busyness.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know it's possible.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: No. You've so you've, you've done it. And I'm curious if you could define confidence and what that means
1: for you. That's a, that's a great question. Tom, because I, I actually did a, a talk recently with an incredible um, uh, mental health um, platform in Dubai called uh, Safe Space. Um, exactly on that. I think confidence, confidence for me is a, a, a non-negotiable deep inner belief that no matter what, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so an
0: it. inner knowing.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's okay. an inner deep, inner trust and inner reliance and inner belief of yourself that no matter what, and you can after no matter what you can enter whatever you want, no matter what happens, no matter what I do, no matter where I go, no matter what I'll be. Okay. I think that sits at the root of it.
0: Love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. As a coach, as a mentor, how, do you help people build confidence
1: um that's a good question um, <laughs> confidence for me is 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 a is a natural it emerges quite naturally from the empowered self because it's really about um self-awareness the deeper we understand ourselves, yep. and the deeper that we can appreciate our gifts and our individuality our strength what we've achieved what we want to achieve um, that that sense of self-trust and that sense of inner strength that, you know what, I've got everything I need to be okay and what happens, naturally emerges. So how I would individually work with someone will, will really depend on them and their own particular situation. Mm-hmm. Um, whether, they're, whether they're really suffering from a crisis of situational confidence over something in their business or whether some, such, um, they're dealing with issues around core confidence. Which is which should always be to which is linked to the identity, right? So at a, at a deep level of identity, if that if that's not wrapped in strength and confidence, then that's where I'd start. If it's situational confidence, that's a bit easier because that that's about really looking at that's where confidence and resilience is quite closely related in terms of confidence, mm-hmm. in terms of the commitment to what you're doing, in terms of your control over feeling the anxiety or stress or whatever's thrown up that's making you feel unconfident. So that's that's quite. That's easier to work on than core, because core confidence is a bit deeper. That will come from childhood, typically, or it will oh, come from trauma. Okay. And so we have to go back and work on that. Um, but honestly, uh, I think the easiest way for anybody to start building up their confidence is to, to, to ask themselves exactly the same question you asked me. What does confidence mean to me? Because mm-hmm. it's such an easy word to throw out there, isn't it? Oh, I just, I just don't feel so confidence. Yeah. So, okay, well, what do you mean by confidence? Uh, oh, yeah, I just don't feel very good at this. Well, that's competence. That's not confidence. So mm-hmm. it's to ask yourself, what does confidence mean to you? And really, and really understand what confidence is at a deep level. Um, and if you choose to accept that definition, which is actually it's that inner belief and inner trust that no matter what, I'll be okay. You know, how, how strongly do you feel that? And then you've got a more honest and transparent answer to why or why not, you, you know, have that core confidence. And then there's techniques like, things like just doing a um, uh, rewriting, uh, rewriting your stories or going back over. A lot of people use events of their past and realise and feel that they're being constantly dictated and shaped by past failings and past traumas and past issues. You have the choice to go back and reframe those. And when you work with a professional or a coach or a mentor, that helps you do that and helps you understand, yes, that happened. But it's not the, the event is, isn't the problem. It's your interpretation of the event that is creating the mm-hmm. problem. And once, they, once they, you give them permission, not that they need your permission, but it's necessary once you give them permission to say, mm-hmm. now, let's rewrite that. What did you learn from that? You're still standing. What strength did you pull from that? If someone else was going through that, how would you help them? And all of a sudden you just see them. Ah, oh, OK, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, right. So yeah. then that's something they can go off and they can almost completely rewrite their entire backstory and just dissolve all of those emotional charges. Then there's things like body language, which is great the, the connection between body language and confidence is so, so important, you know, and just yeah. how they hold their yeah. posture and how they smile, how they yeah. shake hands. And, and then you can gamify it and make it fun, you know. So mm-hmm. just those, those are a couple of examples. But the key, the key thing is action is forward action that's all that's all retrospect is action it's like okay where in what are the areas in your life that you want to feel more confident in and let's focus on taking action in those areas okay let's start small and then build out build out and if you come up against turbulence you'll come up against fear and you pull back let's understand why was it somebody was it a sense of fear was it a sense of competence and you know i'm going a bit in too much detail now but that that's an example
0: i love yeah. it yes mm-hmm. It. it this is so great because I teach a lot about confidence on camera. So again, it's like, it, it's a medium, it's a camera. And a lot of people mm. struggle with that because it's mm. unfamiliar or it it can feel more exposed or vulnerable. So, mm. I, and I love that, the way you described that. It's an inner knowing. It's not something that you can, it's not a mask that you can put on.
1: No, exactly. And, and it's certainly, isn't, thing, you know. And it certainly isn't something that you can pull from, from other people. Now, I, I, I'll footnote that and say, once you have a relatively healthy level of confidence, there's nothing wrong with wanting a few likes and some, some mm-hmm. feedback and some, you know, some accolade. There's nothing wrong with that. The, the problem right. is, is, if that's all you're using to keep yourself inflated, then you're in, that's, that's a dangerous precarious situation to be in. Yep. So that's so the key, you know, people go, oh, never look for external validation for confidence. Like, well, not really. If you're in a good space, and you know, it's kind of yeah. nice, it's human nature, you know.
0: It so, is. We yeah. need that. That's how we relate to ourselves, It's the external validation and yeah. the internal, of course. But yeah, yes, it's so it's so important to think that that we're not ever needing that or that it's not important, I think is yeah. That's a mistake for sure. And what are you most excited about right now like the work that either you're doing now or something that you're looking forward to
1: i think um yeah i think i have i finally crossed the threshold um and thrown away the keys to the door that leads back to the other side of it um with agents <laughs> of calm with agent i um okay. I, I i i um and so i'm i'm moving I'm moving slowly but quickly with that now and, and, and much more purposefully with, with a lot of clarity around what that could look like and starting very gently to introduce it to people who I think might want to come on board. Um, it's not something I'm going to do alone. Um, it, it, needs, mm-hmm. it needs a collective. I don't know how many of that people will be, but it, it needs a group of people that believe in the idea um, and, and want to contribute to it. Um, so that, that, that's the thing I'm, I'm most excited about really is, is just really moving forward with that now and, 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 and turning it into um, initi- you know, a reality in the short term, a commercial reality in the medium term.
0: Mm-hmm. OK, I mean, I am all about it. So if you're
1: Excellent. looking for agents,
0: <laughs> I just whatever you said it and, you know, I, thought, I just have this vision of these agents just out in the world <laughs> and dropping down. Spreading, you know, spreading the calm. So, what does that look like for you? Is it, is it you teaching and, uh, you know, just wondering how people that are listening to this mm. and and curious, you know, how to get involved? And I'll link mm. all of your your contact information. Thank you. What would that look I
1: like? Think, I, th- um, I think, I think initially it will be a a three layers. Um, initially, it will be the work I'm doing now. So one of my signature courses on my website is the journey to the calm that will that will be changed to agents of calm so I will still do the one-on-one one-on-one work it will be um a group coaching thing which I haven't done before okay. so it will actually be a program that will that will allow me now me and the and the people that come on board to work with a number of people at once but as I said before mostly it's going to I want it to be something that can go into organizations creative creation create creative based organizations who want to um, provide a level? I, d- I don't want to call it a mental health um, uh, support it's risky thing because too, I think it, it is because I'm not I'm not certified in that area and, and I, I it although there, there is an in mental health implication there's an emotional and physical health implication um, mm-hmm. for me it, it, it it's it's really more a self awareness and resilience practice more than anything else mm-hmm. so will be going into creative organisations and and really, I mean, someone said it, someone said this to me the other day, I was catching up with a friend, he said, basically, you're, you're a spirit animal. That's it. You sit in the corner. When someone <laughs> needs you, they come over and sit next to you and have a chat. I went, yeah, pretty much. So yeah. that, that's it. But, but with, and then going in and, and doing talks and, and pieces within the organizations with, with everyone else and um, that's involved. Um, and then the final piece of the jigsaw will be to do retreats. Um, that's always been something mm. that I've wanted to do is to hold um, annual retreats somewhere wonderful in the world ideally warm near a beach mm. <laughs> or in the mountains mm, and, and a, <laughs> where people you know off the proper off the grid but but um, it, mm-hmm. it won't be a it will be personalized to individuals so rather than come and, and it will just be everyone going through the same thing um you will have a customized program for you based on because some people mm-hmm. already have a very high levels of gratitude and generosity. You know, those principles will mm-hmm. come in in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. So there will be a, a, a collective element to it, but then they'll have very can be prescribed, sounds a bit pharmacy, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But they'll have, a, they'll have a very carefully prescribed and curated week based on what they mean. Yeah, bespoke. Well, there you go. There you go. A bespoke. A bespoke week. That's a yeah. British,
0: yeah, your word. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds wonderful. Really, really incredible and thank you yeah amazing and you you do have that energy about you so i think just being like you said you're a spirit animal so you, you know you're in the in the presence of people and it just has a natural effect
1: thank you that's great to hear and it's you know it's the only thing you know, it just feels like it's been a long time coming really i mean it's been it started out as a t-shirt company how's that in 2000 in 2015 really? i started oh. like, making i'm making these t-shirts <laughs> with these lines like breathe brother and um uh you know all these different very yeah. spiritual things and i just you know mm-hmm. wasn't really working i think i sold two
0: dear <laughs> <laughs> yeah. brother and your mom yeah yeah yeah
1: exactly a couple <laughs> of friends one of which never delivered but mm-hmm. um yeah so <laughs> i'm looking forward to seeing it come to life
0: oh that's very cool i mean it, it is the evolution right it's like starts with intention sounds like the intention has been there and now it's just you know evolved into this Mm. much more just so multifaceted.
1: yeah and i think it's quite unusual for me because i I suffer a little bit from um what's the word i'm looking for sort of delivery impatience sometimes i get an idea Mm. and you know like the kid that goes to a theme park they want to go everything at once they can't wait you know, and it's just you know, mm-hmm. I have an idea, yeah. and, I, and it's out, it's out there, and it's not really thought through, and it's a bit clumsy, and which is fine because then you can iterate mm-hmm. and stuff. But the time that this has taken to germinate and evolve and respond feels like it, it kind of feels very calm in itself. So, in many ways, the idea is taking its own form, um, and it just feels intuitively now that it, I'm quite. I think the timing of you know something in the world. And given that, I think it was Alan de Botton, the writer and philosopher once said that karma is one of the most distinctive, Mm distinctive longings of the modern age. Um, And he Mm -hmm. wrote that on his School of Life and the Book of Life blog. And I read that many years ago. And again, it kind of really hit me. I went, God, yeah, you're right. It is. I've never Mm -hmm. thought about it before. But I think now, gosh, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm quite lucky with timing.
0: It's very. It was like, it's divine timing for sure. Mm-hmm. And like you said, everything, the, the period of like the germination and the growth mm-hmm. and everything else, if it happens so quickly, I just, I wonder, you know, as humans, yes, things can happen quickly, but like the depth of it, it just mm-hmm. wouldn't be mm-hmm. possibly as rich, you know, um, if you had had, let's say really quick success. I mean, again, it's who knows where, where you would be now. Mm-hmm. So curious about the calm and the daily your daily practice mm. do you have any rituals that you that you can share or anything that uh, that you do regularly to keep yourself in that state
1: i do i do secret. and that's and again <laughs> your, your timing is brilliant because reference <laughs> to my point about um having a detox over the last couple of months from social media and stuff like that um while i had that period i kind of turned my work on myself so right now i'm i'm building discipline and consistency because i know that's two things that i struggle with um mm-hmm. and the easiest way to do it. i mean i take a lot of inspiration from james clear i mean he's i don't think anyone will ever write any anything better when it comes to habits and habit building and that guy he's, he's phenomenal um but so i'm using his, his teaching and so i i um morning is very important morning ritual rather than waking up having coffee and just looking at social media i meditate now in the morning for um 15 just a short one 15 minutes and then Mm -hmm. i write so i do a praise so i do praise journal so i'm rewriting some of my backstory so that's when i mentioned like Mm -hmm. reframing stuff Mm -hmm. that feeds a particular belief that i'm trying to shift and it's just working really really well so the meditation and the writing um and then after i take my daughter to school i do wim hof breathing. You know, the wim hof mm. technique yep
0: yes definitely so
1: i do one three okay. rounds of that and then do then another deep meditation for, for 20 minutes um,
0: mm,
1: um okay. and then i then i get up and, and start my day um and then mm. i've got into the habit of exercising um at midday without fail even even if um even if it's one push-up it doesn't matter just every day do something if it's a full-blown hit session in the gym that's great you know <laughs> yeah. if it's a cycle if, if right. it's if it's a 1k cycle home that's great because i mean because of being on things like chemotherapy and stuff like that you really, you know your your mm-hmm. your ability to do certain things um fluctuates it goes up and down you know and you, and you have to listen to the body and you know sometimes i try and push myself too hard and i pay the price for it um so i do what i can when i can again it, it's not really about you know I'm 48 I'm I'm not, I'm not interested in building guns or abs or any of that type of stuff I've had that mm-hmm. moment it's about the discipline and the consistency and the respect right. that I have for the body so it's sending the message back mm-hmm. to the body going, the, going you know I dig you I love you I'm taking care of you as much as I can even if it's one yeah. push-up a day and that really is all it takes it doesn't have to be this huge commitment um and I write at the end of the day and um, do a lot of writing again. And I do EFT every other week, so emotional freedom tapping um, yep, every other it. day. And I've done that every day now for the last 18 days since I started the thing, and I'm, I'm committed now to do it for two months.
0: This is the whole routine or yeah. just EFT?
1: No, the whole, the whole, the whole routine,
0: yeah. yeah. The whole routine, okay. Mm-hmm. That's, I love that. and. I'm always curious about people's habits mm. and, the, and the EFT. I'm actually posting something today about EFT.
1: Technology. Oh, are you amazing. Yeah, I yeah, love that. Yeah. Honestly, that, that's, that <laughs> that's the best. It really is. I'm trying to find yeah. a natural place for it with an agents of calm at the moment. I think it will probably be around surrender. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's very powerful. It really is.
0: Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Mm. And um, you did post about consistency. Mm. I saw that about that you had a, a newsletter and you yes. just stopped writing it. And yeah. you just said, well, I just, there was, for no other reason, I just stopped writing it. And that, I mean, that topic is so huge because mm. in, in anything, if you want to achieve anything, it's about consistency, discipline, and especially showing, you know, online and social media, there's that push to, yeah. to stay consistent. So just curious if you've had any, I don't know, any more epiphanies about that or any shifts since you, you wrote about that, about consistency
1: yeah I think I think a lot of that was yeah that was really bizarre I I, I was just, I, I, it was just the, the funny thing was realizing because I literally just didn't even think about it and like you know uh. it's an important part of my business and my, my newsletter has, has, a, has taken lots of different shapes it's been called one thing and then another and to be honest with you I've only just recently um in it, since it's turned into um the agents of calm thing have really said I've committed now for this year for the next 12 months this is what it's going to be I'm not going to change it I'm not going to change the title mm-hmm. it goes out on Friday it's it's one quote one video one list one reminder that's it just because that mm-hmm. so, so I guess the answer is in to answer your question it's in that I've kind of just I've just realized that sometimes when we're trying to build habits and we're trying to build consistency we make we make we make it too hard for ourselves we need we go from zero to 100 and go right i've got to stay at 100 now and yep. just and so that with, with the talking about you know that that ritual i mean it's not easy it's really hard it's really really hard yeah. and and, and the, mm-hmm. what i've said to myself now is even if i just wake up and close my eyes and breathe for 30 seconds then at, then at least i have i have honored the intention of meditating mm-hmm. in the morning and then what naturally happens is once it becomes automated and it becomes kind of like a, you come, you're come you sort of doing it unconsciously, then you can raise the bar. Then you can start to lean in and go, right, now I'm going to make this about something bigger. I'm going to go sure. for, you know, whatever, whatever your, your particular goals are. So, yeah, to answer your question about the consistency thing, um, I often share, one of my rules for posting content is, 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 is at least once a week to share something that I'm going through. All right, mm, you know, that's very okay. real for me mm-hmm. in my life, that's very present. And I think that was probably mm-hmm. inspired by the fact that I'm kind of working through this now and to mm-hmm. avoid this happening again and take me into the opposite of one of my values, which is harmony, take me into disharmony. I'm gonna to have to solve this in one way or another. That, mm-hmm. that was it really.
0: Yeah, well, I love the, the vulnerability piece of sharing mm-hmm. that and also mm-hmm. bringing people into, the, into your experience. Mm-hmm. And I think you probably realize that most people have the same, that are struggling with the same thing. Mm, exactly. So, so in in that openness, I love that that, that you share something that you're going on go, mm. that's going on for you. Mm. That's a good idea. <laughs> it's great storytelling because it's fresh. Yeah, exactly. It's fresh in your mind.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think the only the only potential asterisks I put on that is is the difference between healing in public. You know, someone, someone talked to me about oh. that once ah. when I was, yeah, mm-hmm. is, is be careful that you, um, you don't, you know, and I think, I think that's, I mean, I think wrong with that. I mean, some people, you know, but I think when you're, when it becomes the reason, the, the, the conscious reason for sharing that, I think it's, there is a line between some of the content that, that's been shared now. It's like, are you, is this a healing thing here? Um, or is right. this an inspiration and a teaching and a value thing? And and be able yes. to make sure you know the difference between the two, because and the That's reason true. I say that is because I, I I've been guilty of that in the past and it's come back to you know it hasn't worked. In fact, the opposite to work. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been judged and okay. you've got people who are going. You know, and it's, you've got some comments that have been counter to what you were looking for, and that that makes it really difficult to deal with.
0: Right, if you're in the in the healing yeah things. that makes yeah. so much sense i mm. did i did hear about something you know in storytelling business of course context only share if you have had a transformation if this is no longer mm. you're in the thick of it and that you you've had a learning or something mm. because you just gave okay, a great example someone pokes a hole in it or criticizes mm. which there's always going to be that either mm. they're saying it out loud or not so and being able to be removed from it in a in a way that it is a teaching moment you know, bringing value rather
1: than and i think you sure. also have to there's an, there's an i don't know if it's ethical but i think you need to be quite careful because when when you're sharing anything around personal development or coaching or or, or matters of the self um hmm. there will be people that are, are in stages of their lives that are desperately seeking that type of information and if it's coming from a place of i think there's quite a lot of responsibility with sharing that i think it needs to come from a from a a real intention of service and value rather than you know yeah. I, i'll give you I'll, I'll give you an example again from me going way 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 back to um yeah. early to 2004 or five when i was i was going through a bit of a, a kind of a spiritual way, i was doing reiki and meditating before then i'd done nothing i mean i was your
0: mm.
1: atypical london bloke i i i didn't i'd never oh. picked up a book I, my entire life was around going to clubs and drinking and having sports and football, not not in a not in a, wow. in, a, in, a, in, a in a in a in a you know in a way. But I just it's you know I, I knew nothing about anything outside of that. And right. all of a sudden, that's crazy. I had this 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 five years of just going. Wow, this, there's a, there's something else. Anyway, my point being is is I would then <laughs> read something and then go out and preach it and try and teach it. To people uh, in, in a really mm-hmm. quite an irresponsible way um it came from a good mm-hmm. place but yeah you know, you know what i mean
0: yeah oh do you know what your human design is
1: i do but i can't remember i'm a something manifester um
0: oh okay and probably uh, manifest generator yeah manifesting generator
1: it could be that
0: both okay could be
1: that. but my, pr- my mother can't pr- remember pr- when i was born she can't remember the time so it's not it's not oh, exact okay. science yeah
0: it's it's probably right though if you have an idea of the time but it, it can switch it though like if it's mm. off by a few hours it'll switch the type yeah to a different one so am gonna dig up your birth certificate
1: yeah i know i do yeah and I think my mom should remember um yeah human I design know, i sales. know
0: <laughs> 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 it is it is i thought maybe you were a projector because that's the kind of the projector type is is to be the wise one and the guide and then but the, what can happen is you tend to teach when people don't, mm. aren't asking you, mm. you know, for the information. And so part of that is, and I think this goes for any, any person, is, mm. is to mm. help others or teach or share or guide mm. when someone is inviting you yeah. to do so. So with that, Not I mean, okay. that's a standard you know, yeah. the classic thing, but, but yeah, I'm a projector and definitely been guilty of that too. Knowing I know the right way and I'm gonna tell you, even if you're not asking for it. And then of course that, that can backfire. <laughs> people yeah. they have to be ready to hear it, you know. Um so well, how can people find you? We know that you're on LinkedIn. Yeah.
1: That's where yeah. you share um, some content. I'm predominant I'm right now, I was on everything, and that was half okay. the problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, too I'm, much. Uh,
1: I have I have thankfully avoided the lure of TikTok even though TikTok <laughs> is, is, an, is just the most phenomenal thing I was playing I was with my nine-year-old daughter yesterday and she was showing me how she does videos and stuff and it's like oh, I'm so glad I'm not on this because I, that's it I'm just oh. off down a rabbit hole right just yeah so I'm mostly on Where's LinkedIn and, yeah exactly yeah exactly. he's <laughs> out in the garden doing <laughs> cartwheels <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah um uh. Um, my website is just Christianburn.com. Um, and I, an e. I, had, I, I do have yeah, with an E and I have a Facebook <laughs> group called the Agents of Calm Society and okay. I, that has been dormant um, with permission from my community, but I'm just starting to <laughs> ramp that up again now that I have got clarity. So that's probably going to be um, one of my main assets going forward to pull people to pull a tribe together simply mm-hmm. because right now there isn't really anything better. I, I, I was on um what's the, the clubhouse thing for a bit, but I, I didn't really get any traction there and didn't feel it was the right mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so mo- mostly on um, LinkedIn, my website, and, um, okay. and on the Facebook group.
0: Okay, great. I will link all that below. People can work with you one-on-one, and
1: mm-hmm. then you
0: have a group pro- coaching program. And you also have an email list as well, Yes. Right? a newsletter.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. So. I do, which which you can, I think, is on. Um, actually, I don't do a great job of building that. So <laughs> I was about to say, how can you join the newsletter? I don't know. There's a link somewhere, <laughs> uh, somewhere. It's out there. It's somewhere. in me. I think it's on my LinkedIn link. But yeah, yeah. Okay. There, there's quite a yeah. few. There's quite a few cracks that I need to pay not paper over, but fix. But yeah.
0: Hmm. You sound like it. lots going on yes so any any last um words of wisdom you've left us with with so many
1: (laughs) no no i just first thank you for thank you for giving me the opportunity to just to talk so much i've never had you know usually on these things is a bit of you know i've got the opportunity to get to you a bit more about your work but i'm sure i'll have the opportunity to do that in the future but no i think um i think the only thing i want to circle back to is that point about um taking a step back and, and and lifting up if you can metaphorically speaking above the world and and, and and understanding what we've all been through um collectively this kind of rite of passage and that we've all been isolated um we've all been this, through this awful challenging period of liminality and, and I to. to, to to a degree, we're we're still going through it. There is still so many mm-hmm. issues that have percolated up that need solving, but I do think there is yeah. a beginning of a reemergence. And um, just to you know, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to borrow your title. is just carve your own backing <laughs> path, because really, now's the time to do it. You know, it really is now's <laughs> yeah. the time to do it. Whatever that thing is, there is always yeah. a way. And if and if if you are somebody that is looking through life as I just kind of being driven by obtaining things that will that will make me fit in and be noticed and accepted try and just spend a couple of days or even a couple of hours through the lens of who can i be you know who can i become to empower myself to empower my confidence to empower my my abilities my imagination my creativity and the resilience and resources i need to really move forward with this and Mm -hmm. and make what i want happen now, I, I know that there's a spectrum there and, and that will land differently for different people depending on their circumstances, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: everyone has a choice and there is always a way. It's as simple as that. There's always a way.
0: Always a way. I love that. Thank you. Thank so you. <laughs> for, for everything. And just want to acknowledge you again for the work that you're doing and what you're putting out in the world and Agents of Calm. You're leading Watch the this space watch this space <laughs> thank Willow you, thank Christian. you very much it's been lovely to chat thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode brought to you by B Scene Productions if you enjoyed this conversation find and hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast and if you want to go ahead and leave a five-star review that would be amazing as well if you're looking to elevate your on-camera presence and create engaging videos, check out bsceneproductions.com or just connect with me directly on email, willow at beseneproductions.com. I also hang out on Instagram at whereiswillow. Thanks again for being here. See you in the next episode. Until then, keep carving your own fucking path.